What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your host, Tia. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Nation. Hello, hello, everyone. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. As that introduction uh, said, I am your host, Tia, and I have a cup of coffee in my hand, as I hope all of you guys do. And before I go any further, I have to introduce my two amazing co-hosts for today's episode. AJ, welcome back. How are you? I am doing fine, living my best life, and so on and so forth. I'm ready to do the <laughs> top ten guilty movie pleasures, that's for sure. Awesome, awesome. That's the type of enthusiasm I like to hear this early in the morning. Let's see if Brittany can match that. How are you today, Brittany? <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I, I'm, I'm not that perky, but but I am definitely ready and excited. But I'm just preparing for my Odin sleep. So, Brittany's feeling a little exhausted still from last week when we did the top ten worst original movies on Netflix. Although I guess I should be the one that's tired, considering I did most of the talking that episode. Hey, hey, at least I was there for moral support. I know, I know. I like to tease. I like to tease. But, yeah, guys, um, I think we should kind of jump right into it. Again, we are doing the top ten guilty pleasure movies. Um, I think this is a really good topic because, you know, sometimes there are just movies out there that maybe you know aren't the best. Maybe it's unpopular to even like it, but you can't help it. You love sitting on your couch or bed, wherever, watching this movie, eating popcorn, drinking a glass of wine, whatever. It's your favorite movie, so this is what we're going to get into today. And AJ, I'm going to start with you. Give us your number 10 pick. Okay, so I'm going to choose uh, Resident Evil. Uh it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, many people hated this movie, I think. And <laughs> I know it's a terrible movie, but I always, I'm always, uh, what is it called? I'm always pressured into, I'm always pressured to um, watch this movie over and over again. I probably watched this movie like 50 times over my lifetime, even though it has like bad CGI and, Sometimes terrible acting, except for except for um, what's her name, Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich. I think that's how you say her name, and Michelle Rodriguez. Those two are like the best. The those two are like the best um actress in that whole movie. Um, monsters look terrible, but I still love it. So yeah, Resident Evil is my number one pick. And 
forgive me if I'm wrong because I have actually never seen this movie, but there were a few of them, right? Yes. Okay, so is this the first one? Yeah. Actually, okay. I'll, I'll say the whole the whole series because many people don't like the whole series. The whole series. <laughs> All right. So the Resident <laughs> Evil franchise. Um, Brittany, have you seen any of the Resident Evil? I haven't, but I can definitely get well, where it's coming with a guilty pleasure. Where it's like, even if it's not particularly the best, like where other people don't like it, you're like, I love it for X, Y, and Z reasons. I don't care about if like the graphics are bad. I was gonna say, didn't one of the Resident Evils get like a lot of stuff because like somebody basically like got amputated from it? Like uh, there was a bad accident. There was like somebody there had a bad accident where they ended up like losing their arm. And I think what? like didn't one of the, <laughs> I was in one of the Resident Evils. There was a big thing going on. Like a stunt double got hurt really bad. Uh, I arm. Well, I was gonna say it definitely wasn't uh, Mila Jovovich or Michelle Rodriguez. Actually, it was Mila. When you see her in the latest Hellboy, that arm is just CGI'd on. She really doesn't have an arm in real life. Just saying. <laughs> I still haven't watched the Hellboy movie. I haven't either, but Kanan said it's really good. Um, I think that maybe if we had seen Hellboy 2, it could have talked, uh, not Hellboy 2, sorry, if we've seen uh, <laughs> David Harbour's uh, Hellboy, that might have been on this list. It's one of those things, almost like Venom, where people had really low expectations, but it was still kind of entertaining. That's what I I'm getting at. I completely forgot about Venom. Completely forgot about it. <laughs> I I didn't mind Venom. I didn't mind Venom. I'm going to put that out there right now. But that being said, uh, AJ, I think that the Resident Evil franchise is a great way to start off this list because I'm sure that there are plenty out there that are, are there sitting, yeah, the CGI probably wasn't good, the acting probably wasn't that great, but you know what? I'm going to watch it whenever it comes on TV. So... Uh, if you guys are out there and you also enjoy the Resident Evil franchise, just let us know. Uh, Brittany, I'm going to go over to you for your number nine pick. I'm going to go with the first Transformer movie because I, it's like the rest of them are awful. And I mean, all of them are pretty awful, but it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like I've loved Transformers since I was little. I own every series on DVD, even some of like the Japanese ones. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you know, when it first came out, I remember even with the trailers that came out, my heart was stopping. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Completely overlooked, like, the fact that they had too much human interaction with it. Like, it is one of those movies where I can put it on at any point and just, like, listen to it and go, man, I love this. It makes it makes me nostalgic, I guess. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, okay, Shia was awful. You know, some of those, they don't even look like any of the Transformers I know, but I don't care. It's Transformers, and I love it. But the other ones, like, I guess, like, the nostalgia factor wears off on it, where I'm like, oh, my God, is it over? That's the worst thing I've ever seen before. But the first one, the first one, I could sit there and go, okay, and people be like, you're not a real Transformer fan if you like that movie at all. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, it's good, I swear. 
I remember when the first Transformers movie came out, and I don't know if I saw it in theaters or saw it at home, but I just remember the scenes where they had uh, Megan Fox, and she's, you know, changing oil in a car or whatever she's doing. I was doing, and she's... thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> of course and you I'm were. Like... <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> And I'm like, what am I watching right now? I thought this was a Transformers movie. I have to tell you, those Transformers movie movies made me hate Shia LaBeouf so much for years, for years. And it was only until, like, what, Brittany, the past, like, two or three years that, like, I've seen other work of his that I'm like, okay, you know what? He just had his bad moments. But I hated how whiny he was. I hated all of that. Um the the Transformers parts weren't that bad. I still always just have a problem with the way they are designed. But I can definitely see for you, Brittany, for, you know, and probably so many others who grew up with the cartoons, even read the comics, that you you got to enjoy the movies a little bit because right now they're the only live-action ones that uh, we're getting other than Bumblebee, which I still haven't watched but heard that it was super successful. So. You need to watch Bumblebee. You need to watch it. so good. I know, I know, I know. I will, I will. Maybe even today. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But, uh, AJ, what are your thoughts? Obviously, you had Megan Fox on the brain. Besides that, what were your thoughts on Transformers 1? Well, I agree that this is a guilty movie pleasure because I despise this movie so much. Um, the only redeeming quality was Megan Fox. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, the story was god awful. The CGI and the action sequences—I I don't know what happened, but all I know was it—it it was just all over the place, and then explosions and explosions and explosions. No, nope, can't do the Transformers at all. So if we get into like Bumblebee. I love that movie with a passion. Bumblebee is is great. So yeah, I do not like Transformers at all. <laughs> so the bad, trans- but so good. The Transformers movies are just the typical Michael Bay movies with a shit ton of explosions. Which, by the way, so um, not yesterday, but Friday. We were doing a Geeks Against the Grain um, and going through, like, best and worst action movies. And I had said 13 Hours, the one with John Krasinski and Pablo Schreiber in it, you know, about the Benghazi thing. Uh, And I really enjoy that movie. And Juwan pointed out that that is actually a Michael Bay movie. And I'm like, no, don't tell me. No. He has some good movies. I, it's like I'm still going to sit there looking at it completely different now that knowing that it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Imagine if it's like, hey, we're doing Bumblebee 2 and we brought back Michael Bay. No. No, 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 no. Oh, God. All the designs would go back to being exactly how they were. And he's like, we need like 50% more humans in this movie. Did you watch Pain and Gain? I'm sorry? Did you watch Pain and Gain? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) Isn't that the one with, um, I feel like The Rock is in it. 
I feel like yeah, that would be a movie Rock, that he would be in. Um, Mike, <laughs> um, Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Mackie. Oh, God. Yeah. We were just talking about this, Kelly and I, that Anthony Mackie has actually been in a lot and no one realizes it. Everyone just thinks that he's in, like, you know, a few things. It's like, no, look at his filmography. He's in yeah. a lot of shit. So I just think that's pretty interesting. They just but, get uh, overshadowed because of the MCU. Pretty much, but he's actually going to be the uh, lead in the second season of Walter Carbon. We just saw that he is going to be in an episode of the next season of Black Mirror and all other types of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, Brittany, I think it's a great choice for number nine and completely you because we know you are the resident Transformers uh, lover here. I'm obsessed. I can't help that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to grab the number eight slot, and I feel like this is um, – I'm going to put it – I have other movies that I think should go a little, like, lower on the – like, towards number one. So I'm going to put this higher, and I feel like is just going to, like, ream me for this. But I am going to pick the 2014 version of RoboCop. I do not see <laughs> I do not see where it gets all the hate. I understand maybe for like Robocop purists that they dislike that it wasn't rated R and wasn't as bloody, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. I can't help it. I know that the suit looks a little much and uh, even me as I'm watching it, and there, if you watch him and he's, like, walking, it's constantly making, like, the, like, noises, and I'm like, all right, this is driving me crazy. We get it. He's a robot. I don't need to hear it every few seconds. But I really enjoyed the movie as a whole, kind of exploring, like, is he still a man? Does he still have the rights? Um, people treating him that he's just... Uh, like an inanimate object pretty much and that's kind of being taken away from him and I just like the whole like concept of it and what they were trying to do with um, again just exploring like what makes a person next you know he has his head obviously and really that's about it and so a lot, most of him is robotics and you can kind of change his uh, personality and stuff like that but you know, underneath that is still a human being, is still feeling, is still thinking, but, you know, and then also the exploration of uh, where does it end trying to control the public? Should something like a RoboCop be what they put on the street, or is that taking a step too far? So I like that whole thing of it. I know that it was read by critics, and People did not like it at all and yada, yada. But I enjoyed 2014's version of RoboCop. And I say that if they want to come out with another RoboCop, that they should give Joel Kinnaman the chance to redeem himself, just as we've seen Ryan Reynolds do two different versions of Deadpool. So, yeah, that's going to be my uh, number eight pick. AJ, what are your thoughts? I have a confession to make. Okay. Oh, no. I have I have never watched a Ro- RoboCop movie in my life. 
Oh, okay. I, I was expecting you to be like, Tia, 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 what are you doing here? <laughs> I, I had a chance to watch Robocop a ton of times, but it just never piqued my interest. So I, I guess I have no say in this one right here. All right. I mean, fair enough, fair enough. I actually, I don't think have ever seen the original Robocop, but I know that they were rated R and they were super bloody, and people didn't like that 2014 version um, was rated PG-13. So obviously they couldn't have the amount of gore that the original ones had, but that's unfortunately what the movies kind of seem to want to do. They want to make sure that the mass public can go and see it, that kids can go see it, so they're going to try to make as much PG-13 movies as possible and really try to avoid those rated R movies. So um, I think that's why they did it. And even Joel Kinnaman has kind of uh, acknowledged that, you know, it should have been rated R. So, yeah. But before I go any further, I believe we have Ryan on the phone with us right now. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, all they say is my word is Gucci gang. <laughs> he rises. I'm sorry, I woke up at 9 o'clock, and I'm like, give me five more minutes because I still got another hour. That hour turned into like another hour and a half time of sleep, and I feel I'm like, oh, shit, bro. Life just punched me. Well, it is perfectly fine. We are always happy to have you. Uh, we've been, we're at the number eight, just to tell you really quick, um, number 10 was the Resident Evil franchise, number nine was Transformers 1, and my pick, which actually I'm going to ask you, Ryan, what your opinion is, so for my pick for the uh, Guilty Pleasure movie is the 2014 version of RoboCop. What are your thoughts? Get out of here. That movie's trash. <laughs> Come on. The only thing that movie's got going for it is the semi-okay bleeding. And I kind of like how they, like, um, kind of disfigured him instead of, like, cutting off all of his limbs. They just blew the dude up and saw his limbs go everywhere. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Other than that, it was visually pleasing, too. I, I should give it that. I'm not a huge Joel Kinnaman fan, I should say, too, because I know Tia, you oh, have, no. like, a crush on him. <laughs> I know Tia has, like, the hugest crush on this dude for some reason. My my dude looks like he sells meth on the side, first of all. But that's not the point. And then <laughs> the story was just so, it was so bland and basic. Michael Keaton didn't know what movie he was in. And it was just, like, an updated <laughs> version of the first one. And I'm just like, dude... If you're going to update the first one, at least make it somewhat different and, like, actually better in some ways. But the only thing that I did better was the visual aesthetics of the movie, in my opinion. But I obviously prefer the first one over the 2014 re- reboot. See, this is what I was hoping for, that someone would just sit there and go, ah, oh, come on, see it. And I got it with Ryan. He came at the perfect time. I really Sorry, enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> no, AJ, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. Uh, I like the 2014 version of RoboCop. I mean, Ryan is right. Joel Kinnaman is they. So, I mean, I can't deny that that certainly has uh, swayed my opinion a little. But I stand by my 
uh, feelings. I enjoyed the movie, and as I said before, I think that Joel Kinnaman should have another chance to make an R-rated RoboCop film. Uh, Brittany, what are your thoughts on my pick? I was going to say, first off, didn't Joel Kinnaman actually play, like, a drug addict? So I, there might be a little bit of truth into that one. <laughs> if I, uh, no, I, I definitely get it for the guilty pleasure because it, it, it's especially easy to make, like, remakes a guilty pleasure because there is, like, a lot to live up to where people are like, oh, what do you mean? The first one's so much better, you know, and they're like, what are you doing? And there is such, like, just that the whole point of being a guilty pleasure, I guess, it's just like having an actor in there where you're like, yeah, that, that overrides everything awful about this movie. <laughs> and when Tia, uh, Monday Crush, or like, what's it, uh, Monday Man Crush or Man Crush Monday, that's Tia, but that's like every day of the week with every movie. <laughs> Pretty much, very much. I mean, I think we've already established that you put John Bernthal or Pablo Schreiber in anything, and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> see, it's like, I'm a simple woman. I see, I watch. Exactly. Even, um, what was it, like a few weeks ago, uh, my boyfriend Paulie and I did a top ten, and I mentioned John Bernthal, and he's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, everyone knows at this point. But, um. All right, moving right along. Uh, Ryan, since you have joined this, I am going to give you the number seven slot. All right, so some of y'all are going to be kind of shocked. Now, before I say it, you guys are probably going to like this movie, but it's a guilty pleasure movie for me. You guys might think otherwise, but my number seven slot is Titanic. Now, yes, I'm not... I'm not I feel like Celine Dion needs to start singing. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I was younger, I was always watching Titanic, not for the love story, but just to watch the ship just get destroyed. And still, at the end, Jack could have fit on the other piece of wood, and I, I stand by that decision that he could have still fit on the piece of wood that he just didn't want to live with Rose. That's how annoying she was to him. That's all I'm trying to say is he didn't want to live his life with Rose. He just wanted one, one little smash and pass, and then he just died. But this movie is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. Don't ask me why, but I've, I've always watched as a kid. The movie is just so good, man. And I've, at least Avengers was the only movie to, like, beat it. So... I'm I'm good on that. Lita, dude, they had my boy Leonardo DiCaprio before he got like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man fat. So he was kind of like a, a skinny kid now. And I'm just like, okay, okay. And this is back when Kate Winslet was attractive. So I'm just like, yo, Kate Winslet, oh. Andrew, you looking good. You looking good. But like, no, nah, age, age definitely hit them way too hard in my opinion. Not the point though, not the point. The movie is three hours, may I add, so this is a good movie to fall asleep to. Also, I keep saying how many times I put this on, I knocked out in five minutes. But then there's some nights where I'll put it on, acting like I'm going to knock out in five minutes. Three hours later, holy shit, yo, why did Jack have to die? Oh, wait, that's right, because he didn't want to live with the, whatever her name is anymore. 
And can we talk about the amazing side plot with the husband for for Jill or whatever her name is? Jane, what's her name again? I already forgot. I know I just said it too. Anyway, this the amazing side plot with the the husband. I think the guy's name is like Billy Zano or something. God, best side plot ever. He's the world's biggest douchebag, and it's great. <laughs> he plays the role perfectly, and he is jealous because I'd be I'd be jealous too if. Leonardo DiCaprio was stealing my girlfriend when he looked like that. About him now because life did not, life just smacked him on the back of the head now. But that's not the point. And he just played like the greatest douchebag. And can we all remember that one time he tried to play a superhero in The Phantom? I don't know if any of y'all remember that, but that's some good times. These are some good times back in the 90s. My boy James Cameron hit me with the feels. And just a fun fact, you know the little moped car that they had sex in? Still has her handprint on it to this day. Remember that. Well, yeah, okay. I learned that yeah, don't, ask, don't ask me why I know that, but I know that. That's how much of a fan I am. I'm waiting for the Titanic 3, the revenge of the, of the, the Rose. That's what I'm waiting for. Uh, Hollywood, if you're listening, Revenge of the Rose. Uh, As Ryan said, this movie is three hours long, and I watched it once when I was younger, and we literally had... Get out of here. That was was enough for me, because it was so intense. It's one of those movies for me I only had to watch once, but I was going to say, back in the 90s, if you want to watch Titanic, you had to have two tapes. It was on two VHS tapes. It was not on one because it was too much. So you had to, it stopped, and it said literally put in tape two. Take that tape out, put the second one in in order to finish it. So that's how I watched it uh, for all you youngins out there. But uh, That's the real grind. Oh, boy. <laughs> But Titanic, I mean, shit, Avengers Endgame just dethroned it a few weeks ago. So for it to have lasted in its spot for so long, definitely attest to it. Uh, I got to say, it was, it did definitely uh, get the whole, like, frightening, uh, you know, like, aspect to it with how they portrayed the Titanic sinking. I think there was one scene where, like, you know, didn't the, like, band keep playing as they were sinking? I mean, they had, like, all these people that were just accepting that they were going to die. So, like, a couple stayed in their bed as it was happening. I mean, shit was crazy. And the way that they, like, filmed it, too, I think, like, they had a little, like, uh, like, set, and they were, like, flooding it and shit like that. I mean, it was crazy. I will say, Ryan that my favorite scene in that movie is at the end when Rose finally dies. Spoiler alert, I guess, for anyone who hasn't watched the movie. Uh, um, And then she returns, and you see, like, uh, as the little, like, I don't know, when they first, like, when they discover the Titanic, like, down in the ocean, and the camera thingy is going through, and you're seeing it all, like, decrepit, but then all of a sudden it starts transforming into the way it was, and Rose, like, goes back, and there's Jack finally, like, 
waiting for her and everything. I'm like, you know what? That hit me right here in the field. So, you know, Titanic definitely was a masterpiece. And I would never have expected that to be a guilty pleasure of yours. So I love it. Um, Brittany, (laughs) what are your thoughts on uh, Ryan's pick as the Titanic? Well, first, very unexpected. So, you know, good on you, Ryan. I nearly called you AJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's a um, I was going to say the handprints on the, um, like, her handprints and stuff. I've learned that from Bob's Burger. Maybe that's where you learned it from because when they're, like, on that cruise that's, like, fashioned after the Titanic and, like, you know, they're obsessed with it, maybe you need to go on that cruise. But, um <laughs> No, I love it. That movie does stick out because it did bring me back to the two VH, VHS tapes. And I've thought about rewatching it, but who's got that much time on their hands? Actually, you know what? I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Dia's right. Like, I still remember, like, the old couple in bed that just hold each other as the water is rising. Or, like, the lady that's, like dead in the water with like her infant in her arms and I'm just like oh that movie hits you in the feels like Ryan's like the sadistic big over there he's like oh my this, God. this is my guilty pleasure I love watching people die no I'm just joking Wait, no and then there's the scene where like Rose is in the freezing water and all like the dead bodies are like it floating and I'm like oh Oh, I can't imagine just waiting there for someone to come and like rescue you finally. Wait, this is what freaks you guys out? Oh man, okay. (laughs) But Ryan, tell me, wasn't there a scene where like the you know the band was still playing as shit was going on? I'm not imagining that, right? (laughs) Yeah, if I remember correctly, I mean I do remember. I was just gonna make a joke at it, but as as, uh, I think one of the guys who was in the band was actually the guy who played Reed Richards in uh, the very first, like, early 2004 Fantastic Four movie. And oh, wow. as as the ship was going down, they're playing the theme song to James Charles' apology video. That's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like how even Ryan knows about the James Charles apology video. Like, I love that not just the beauty community is, like, loving this. No more lies. It's great. I've never had, like, dude, who knew the makeup board was so complicated? I'm going to start watching it more. (laughs) Oh, Ryan, it is so full of drama. It's like a soap opera every (laughs) week. There's there's going on. They're spilling the tea left and right. What the fuck? Where have I been my whole life? You got to jump on board. This is great. I'm just impressed with how well this guy can do his makeup. Shit. One moment when he has got this guy is beautiful. And then when he takes the makeup off, I'm like, never mind. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along from that, uh, AJ, what are your thoughts on Titanic as a guilty pleasure? I wish this isn't Ryan. Did I say Ryan or AJ? I'm sorry, AJ. No, I'm just making I'm just making fun of Brittany. Sorry, it's AJ. Oh, oh, oh! Thanks, thanks. thanks. Uh, I was like, I think I said AJ, but now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> AJ. Okay. Well, you guys seem so very positive about this movie. I, 
I know <laughs> this is definitely a guilty movie pleasure because I thought this movie was boring. I couldn't get into it at all. Yeah, so was it. I watched it twice. Get out of here. I'm, <laughs> I've watched it twice. One, oh, because heaven, I didn't so. get all the hype. And then two, is for my high school film class. And the second oh time, God, I realized... Oh, my God, you do that for three hours? Holy shit. <laughs> so like yeah, it, was, um, to... it took two days to do it. <laughs> and I realized I couldn't go to classes. sleep, so I had to, like, entertain myself. And... Yeah, entertain myself into like actually liking the movie. So every time I watch it, and when they fall, all I could do was laugh. And everybody in my high school, that class, like hated me because I laughed, and every girl in there was crying their <laughs> eyes out. That was okay. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the way Jack died oh was so goodness. good. I. I, so I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> he just tough. fell into the water, and it's like, Rose, you could have moved. He could have yeah, got on yeah. that with you. Move out the way. I'm telling you. Get on. Nope. He, just, he did want to okay. live with you Rose. You can have it. He didn't just... want to live with Rose. Oh, my he God. So you die instead? I mean, you could have, like, yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rough, he must rather die. He must rather <laughs> die. He could have gone on that board and waited till they got the safety and been like, you know what, this was fun, but uh, I'm going to go now. <laughs> also, all the extras that like went up the ship so they wouldn't drown, they had to jump off the ship once they got up. <laughs> and I'm guessing like a few of them like broke bones and all that. I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I was like, I'm just going to. Not gonna, I can't watch this movie at all. Two times, so yeah. AJ, what's your favorite movie, by the way? What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah, that movie's boring too. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Someone, someone's a little salty over there. Shot you know what? Titanic was great for its time. And it might not have held up today because of the melodramatic storyline. But you know what? The Empire didn't strike back. Oh, my God. jerk's on you. Yeah, a little Ryan. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back still holds up. And it was in 1977. Uh, when did it come out? I'll get James Charles to strike back on the <laughs> Avatar, Avatar was in, like, what, 2001? And it doesn't hold up whatsoever. 2009. It, and it's Avatar. That's even worse. It's That's even worse. It's Avatar. Get it correct. And no one likes Avatar here. So, jokes on you, sister. True. I meant Titanic. <laughs> That's how bad it was. That's how bad it is. I forgot the name of the, the title. Yeah. And right, you, you even said it wrong. You it's not Avatar, Avatar K. Avatar was oh. bad too. So hey. I was gonna say AJ and Ryan, but but I was like, oh wait, the order doesn't matter. I'm gonna get James you, Charles to show Jack a makeup tutorial. Oh my god. That's gonna <laughs> be a running joke. 
that's going to be a running joke throughout this whole video is James Charles' apology video. But um, <laughs> So, AJ, um, we have already established that you did not like the Titanic. So, for that, you, you get the number six slot. Let's hear what your uh, next guilty pleasure movie is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm undecisive. I'm between Phantom Menace and Cat in the Hat. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. The live action Cat in the Hat? Yes. With Michael Myers? Yeah. Yo, I, I can stand behind that. I can stand behind that. <laughs> All right. I'm, so which I'm one are we picking? The Cat in the Hat. So I know Let's this hear. movie is the cheesiest, most <laughs> the cheesiest, dumbest movie that I have ever liked in my entire life, and. People can make fun of me for it. I don't care because this is the fun. This is actually the second funniest movie I've ever watched in my entire life. Every time I watch it, I laugh my ass off. And if you say that I'm wrong, then you're wrong, and that's it. All right, that's all we got to say about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have actually never watched The Cat in the Hat just because. I thought it looked really stupid. So, uh, <laughs> have you seen Cat in the Hat? Who, me? Yes. Yes, yes you. <laughs> I was like, is it you Ryan and I am? To do. You need to watch Cat in the Hat. I have seen the Cat in the Hat. And I was going to say, I'm like a parent right now where I'm like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm just joking about. No, um, it's it's a pretty awful movie. I'm not gonna lie. I I I could you could not pay me to sit and watch it again. I don't judge you. It's okay. It's okay. What you can like what you like. What if I gave you a hundred dollars? Oh no, I'd want to see the money first. <laughs> I, I I will take the hundred dollars, AJ. You give me the hundred, I'll I'll watch it. All right. You, uh, you, you need a movie I will watch money? it. No, it's just, it's so awful. It's like, I think for me, it's like, there's not many things that, like, creep me out, but it almost, like, feels like a horror movie to me because you got this random cat man who's just He's breaking so into his kid's house. <laughs> it's so creepy. I do not like, do not want. Um, I'm, I respect that you like that movie, and it's definitely a guilty pleasure. But when I have children, if I have children someday, they will they not need be to watch that it. movie. They need to be educated. Educated oh, no. within the cat and They can watch The Grinch. They can watch Jim Carrey's uh, The Grinch, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, can't. Don't do that to them. That's terrible. That movie is so awful that they lost the rights to making, like, Dr. Seuss live-action movies. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on uh, AJ's Cat in the Hat pick? So, when I first saw this movie, I was, like, six years old. And the first thing that came to my head was, I thought it was a child molester dressed up as a cat. First thing. <laughs> First thing I saw, and then I started watching it, and I, I it started catching on that it was actually Cat in the Hat, not some guy trying to molest these two really weird looking children, and I started enjoying it more because I felt a lot more comfortable watching it, and then 
I thought it, I thought, I thought it was a pedophile again for some reason. Just the way he was talking to the children. That, yeah, but this movie's so good. Don't get me wrong. I love this movie, even though I thought it was about a pedophile and trying to molest children for like half the time. Dude, the like the, the third act of the movie is so ridiculous. I don't even know what the fuck is going on half the time. There's all this slime hitting them. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is just, he's using his hand to whack people. It's insane. Like I can't, I can't even comprehend it. The only thing that makes this movie work is that they got Mike Myers to play the kitty cat in the James Charles hat. That's the only thing that made this work. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, it's so funny that the guys yeah, yeah, yeah. in this are enjoying yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat in a Hat, and it's the girls that are the ones that are like, uh, you know what? No. You haven't even watched it, Tia. That's a shame. Wait, Tia, you haven't watched it? What the fuck? You haven't <laughs> even watched it. I haven't watched it, but so. You need to I, watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch the movie. Just don't watch it with children. Just don't watch it with children. That's it. I feel like it's something that I have to watch while, like, inebriated or something like that because I don't know like that makeup creeps me the hell out just saying three shots of Jameson that's all you need alright alright I, I will I will accept that but you know what AJ I respect your pick alright I do I respect yeah. you for coming on here and admitting that you liked uh, Cat in the Hat so kudos but <laughs> Uh, moving right along, uh, Brittany, you got the number five slot. What is your pick? Okay, I feel like I have to explain this movie a little bit, but this is just this is just me being thirsty. This is like it all boils down to that. It's going to be The Resident with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So, has uh, anybody yeah, else watched that movie besides <laughs> Tia? No, I haven't watched no, that. No, okay. So the whole point of the movie is that uh, the woman, Juliet, is an ER doctor, and she had a sad breakup with a boyfriend. So she goes, and she's trying to look for an apartment, and she walks into one, and it's Jeffrey D. Morgan's character, and he's the landlord that does it with his uh, father, no, it's grandpa. So he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll rent it to you. He, she's like, he's like, oh, for like two, like for two, like, and she's like, oh, like, I can't remember what it was like, like 20000 a month because it's this big, gorgeous apartment in New York City for like, which even Tia was like, no, no, this, this, this is it. Because it's got like multiple bedrooms, a huge bathroom, huge kitchen with like an island. And he's like, oh, no, I'll rent it to you for 2000 in the middle of New York City. And she's like, oh, that's great. So she moves in and she starts like noticing some weird things. She like hears things. Well, long story short, you find out it's this long, complicated thing of where Jeffrey D. Morgan's character is an obsessed stalker with her, that he planted, like, the apartment thing so that she would come there. He fixed up the apartment for her. He's been walking through the walls because, like, he has access to them. He's watching her while she sleeps. He's been like, Wait, what? Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> Uh, basically, he's her stalker that basically got her to move into the apartments he owned. And, like, he's, like, watching her through the walls because since he lives in the next apartment over and since he's fixed up those apartments since he was little, he 
has access to the wall, so he's, like, watching her bathe and eat, and it's, like, it's so messed up. It's so messed up. And, like, in, like, um, he ends up, like, watching her get laid by the ex-boyfriend who she, like, makes up with. And it's such an awful movie, but it is my guilty pleasure because I'm so thirsty for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm sorry. And so, uh, yeah, so The Resident. Great movie. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> so pretty much, like, Brittany loves Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I watched the movie for her, and it it was creepy. There were like real aspects of it that were creepy because like he plays this super stalker who is obsessed with watching her going through the like corridors and uh, pretty much behind the scenes watching her, you know, bathe. And you find out that pretty much everything in their meeting was all orchestrated pretty much because at some point she goes to like an art gallery and he just, happens to be there but it's not really that he just happens to be there he literally like followed her to it and played it off but that's oh and lee pace ronan plays the uh ex-boyfriend for juliet which um the thing the thing that was awful about the movie which i'm sure Brittany can agree with was the freaking end because it was like this like it was this 30-minute, like, chase scene, pretty much, that was completely unnecessary, did not need to be as long as it actually was. And in, like, really an apartment. Kind of, yeah, and it just completely, like, diminished the rest of the movie. If they had kind of, like, kept along with the pace that the rest of the movie was in, then I think they would have been good. But, uh, yeah, so I... It's so funny, Brittany, that you mentioned The Resident. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a guilty pleasure of hers. Um, I know. It's Katie. It's <laughs> no Sorry, I'm, no. I am not ashamed. I love Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan. I love the setup of it. The only part is that, like, so he ends up, like, she's, like, bathing, and he's watching her through the wall, and he, uh, yeah, things happen. Things happen behind that wall. And it's just a great movie. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to see Jeffrey D. Morgan uh, act completely unhinged, then you should watch this movie. Oh, and spoiler alert, he killed his grandpa at some point. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh and wow, if you're afraid of needles, there's spoiler. a point where, like, he's been, like, drugging her wine so that he can, like, watch her sleep without her, like, waking up or stirring so he can, like, cuddle her. But in support, he steals his father's, I mean, his grandfather's medicine and has, like, a needle of something that's like, supposed to make her go to sleep. Well, she ends up waking up while he's, like, holding her one night. And he, like, stabs the needle through, like, underneath her big toenail so that she won't find what a needle part. Heck? Yeah. But it grosses me out so no. bad. Oh. No. <laughs> no, that sounds all right. That doesn't sound too bad. But you spoiled it for me, so I want to watch it now. Yeah, go watch it. I'm telling you. I'm going to stick to the James Charles No More Lies video. (laughs) No. (laughs) Shut up. I think the resident is actually, I forget if it's available on, like, Amazon or, like, Hulu or something, but it's definitely on one of the streaming sites that you can actually watch it. So 
uh, AJ, Ryan, uh, either of you interested in seeing this movie after our wonderful description of it? Uh, no, but I'll still watch it anyway. <laughs> Just because I actually do, I actually do like Jeffrey D. Morgan. So I love him. How about like, this? Like, I'll I'll watch Cat in the Hat, and you can watch The Resident. <laughs> that's a deal. Got it. I just say, I'm so unashamed about that movie because what gets me is I legitimately was going through Jeffrey D. Morgan's filmography just to see if he played any bad unhinged characters and I saw The Resident and I kind of read the description I went oh oh this is up my alley I am so ready and it did not disappoint until the ending (laughs) oh Brittany 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 so predictable no (laughs) shut up it's okay. It's okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to take the number four slot here. I have like a whole list, but I think I want to do the James Charles apology video. Obviously, no. I'm no, <laughs> that was for Ryan there. Um, but I'm gonna do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because Aww. I. I probably have watched this movie growing up about 50 times. It was like the movie that I loved so much. It, it, I don't know. So, AJ, Ryan, have either of you guys seen this movie? I haven't seen I it. I saw it like either. once. I saw it like once, right. but I don't even remember it that, that much. So, think of it as Victorian Error Avengers. There's a threat, and a team must come together to fight against the threat. And it's all these characters from, like, literary history. You have Dorian Gray, who, you know, the whole story is that he stays forever young while a painting of his uh, ages. You have the Invisible Man. There's a vampire. You have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You have Mark Twain going on and shit like that. So you have, and then I think it was literally, like, Sean Connery's last movie ever. Um and the whole thing, pretty. And it, by the way, uh, they were supposed to do a sequel to this movie. They had. They are. Uh, like all these years later, but they were supposed to do it like soon after. But it didn't do well in the box office, which is why. I mean, it was like, but it's also based on like a comic, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, so pretty much these like oh, and then like Captain Nemo and shit like that. And so it's very steampunk. It definitely came Wait, out when the whole like steampunk shit it, like was popular. It's like the very last like villain they have to fight James Charles apology video. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that like the ultimate boss fight? I wait, what? I'm confused. What? You don't have I'm to sick. be confused. Continue. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I love this movie so much. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Jason Fleming's portrayal of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They kind of like, again, and again for AJ, pretty much Mr. Hyde was like this movie's version of the Hulk. You have Dr. Jekyll, who's a brilliant scientist, and he makes the serum. And by drinking the serum, he becomes a huge hulking rage monster and the way that they did the like 
transformation was kind of interesting. It was done with, like, flash photography pretty much. Um, and, again, he just gains, like, all these muscles and everything. And the CGI is pretty terrible, but – and some of the plot is a little questionable and shit like that. But I, I can't help it. I love this freaking movie so much. I've seen it so many times when I was growing up. I was pissed that we didn't get a sequel right away because the end of it completely set up for it. Um, one, of, one of the biggest uh, complaints about the movie, because obviously they're like all British except for Mark Twain, and he wasn't supposed to even be in the movie, but when they kind of like shopped around or when they like kind of did their test runs, uh, people were saying that it wouldn't do well in America because the Americans couldn't relate to a bunch of British people. Um, so they threw in Mark Twain randomly. So uh, there's little things there, but as far as it goes, it was like a Victorian era uh, steampunk version of the Avengers before the Avengers ever came out. And I am always going to love the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So, Brittany, uh, what are your thoughts on my pick? I would say that's a good one. I, I see what I remember most about that movie as a kid was going to um like the rental store and just seeing it and I looked at the box and I was like, Yeah, I wanna watch that. I, I feel like I wanna watch that and as a kid I was not disappointed but I remember my parents looking at it like, Oh my god, what did we rent? This is the worst thing we've ever laid hands on and I'm sitting there <laughs> like, This is so awesome and um um, the Invisible Man definitely reminds me of Doom Patrol. I can't forget. I can't remember his name right now. All wrapped up like a mummy. So that's cool. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. Negative yeah. Man. Every time I see him, I think of Doom Patrol. But And I think of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But I always wish that it had a uh, sequel. And I remember I had forgotten all about that movie until we became friends and you started talking about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember that. It was so good. And then looking back on it, I'm like, it was so awful, but it was so good. It is definitely a movie. It didn't stand stand, uh, up as well throughout time. Like, if you go back and rewatch it, it's not as good. But I, you know what? I've rewatched clips from it recently, and I still stand by it that I really like this movie. So it's going to be a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, Ryan, I know that you said that you saw it once. So do you want to comment on this movie and not the James Charles apology video? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly... Other than James Charles, I really don't remember anything about this movie other than Sean Connery looking good as fuck. That's about yeah. it, though. You know what? He did look good. He did look good at that time, and it does kind of My man is a gentleman. <laughs> I I love the whole, like, uh, you know, to him, he was like an expat from Britain, and he, like, fell in love with Kenya, and all he wanted to do was, like, live there, and he hated the idea of going back to England because he didn't want to fight for the queen, but he did anyway, and I don't know. I really liked it. Um, AJ, you said that you've never seen this movie, right? Yeah, I've never seen it. Well, I guess she has another movie that you got to go see. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he has to see The Resident first. (laughs) <laughs> I'll probably watch that tonight after Game of Thrones. <laughs> you mean Shit of Thrones? Huh? The you last know. season sucks. Joke's on you. I was right, bro. 
I told you this before <laughs> it even started. I'm sorry. Sorry, James Charles got to me. I'm sorry, AJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> James Charles took over. I feel like that should sorry, have been. Sorry, I, 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 I had to spill the tea real quick. I had to spill the tea. And not just any of the tea, just like all the tea. It's just like all over the floor tea. And I just fucking dabbed it like I'm a mockingbird just trying to drink. And me mocking it is me mocking you over Game of Thrones because it's such a bad season, AJ. Did I not tell you that? I'm so sorry again. Well, I'm going to let you guys know. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm confused. What, what, did, you, what did you tell me? That this last season of Game of Thrones was going to be garbage. And for, but it isn't garbage. Yeah, that's what that's what the million signature petition says about people re- wanting. It was only five hundred thousand people that signed. No, it's it up to a million. View- it's up to a million. The viewers it is, up is to a million, over a million. Sister, sister <laughs> it is up to a million. Okay. I'm gonna okay. say one thing. I'm gonna say one thing about this petition really quick. It's honestly ridiculous because it's hilarious. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Season eight of Game of Thrones, but yeah, you really yeah, think my, that my side. you really think <laughs> that HBO, I'm th- you really think HBO is going to flush all the money that it took to make season eight? That all the actors are going to come back and reshoot scenes? Like you're living in a fantasy land, you know? If you don't like season no, eight, no, 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 they live in a fantasy land been... where Starbucks exists. They live in a fantasy <laughs> land where Starbucks exists. <laughs> Listen, Did you? you, can, you you have seven you seasons that you can enjoy, and you have books that you can enjoy, and there's a prequel series coming up. So, you know, you can still enjoy Game of Thrones and just pretend that maybe season eight didn't happen, but there's no way that they are redoing season eight. That is a pipe dream. Did you see the, like petition, the joke petition that the writers did? I think it's on Twitter oh, what now. Was it was, what hold did on. It say? I'm gonna bring it up. Okay. Wait, started a petition for what? It was no, like um, the a joke petition the writers did, um, talking about the petitions the people did to renew oh, yeah, the I did season hear eight. I did hear about that. I thought that was fucking funny. All right. You know, you know what I... they need? They need James Charles to fix everything, dude. So it says um, we named our petition "Just Try and Write a Massive Fantasy Epic." As well as us, you ungrateful little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, great. is this is this actual D and D having done that petition? Huh? Is that the actual like showrunners having done the petition? Uh, no, it's, I I don't think it is. I didn't read the whole thing, but I'll get hilarious. back to you on that. All right, all right, but yeah. Uh, just putting it out there, they're they're never gonna read these seasons. Oh yeah, so, it was. They did it. It was. Oh <laughs> my god. I mean, it it must be hard. Be like, I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much, but it it must be hard, you know, writing the final season to wrap up everything. But I I do wonder, did you not pay attention to the former uh, seven seasons of Game of Thrones with all your character development before you decided to flush it all down the toilet? Just wait, how did they kill Wait, how did they kill Jamie and Cersei again? Because I know they died, but I don't know how they died. How'd they die? I don't know. 
I want the tea. They went downstairs. Okay, Game of Thrones spoiler. <laughs> they went downstairs to try to escape to a boat, but Jamie had gotten stabbed all over, and when they went downstairs, uh, all the bricks had fallen over the exit, and Cersei and Jamie died, and as he foreshadowed, he died in the arms of the woman he loved, and they looked into each other's eyes, and then the bricks fell on them, and they died. But, so... But, but what, but listening to Tia talk about this, didn't Jamie love Tigerian or whatever her name is? He went back. He like hit it and quit it and then just like tried to ride back to Cersei. <laughs> what a player. Yo, what my, a player. Poor, <laughs> my poor girl Brienne, my six foot like six foot Two inches, fucking strong ass woman. What the fuck? Fucking, you know, beat beat out the freaking he, hound, and he, he and Jamie just left her. Bro, you got bigger balls than me. Fucking huh. Jamie left this strong ass woman sitting there crying, and if this is the last time we see her, that is weak sauce that you just left this strong woman just sitting there crying like a little girl because you know. Some fuckboy, you know, played her hard. Mm. I don't like that shit. Yeah, yeah, like you it. tell him. I don't like that shit. I know that Tormund likes Brianna. I know that Tormund likes Brianna, and maybe there were some shippers out there, and it was cute. But it's like it does that doesn't that doesn't overshadow the fact that she liked Jamie. Jamie gave it to her, and then Jamie was like, "Nah, son, I gotta go back to my sister slash lover." It sounds like mm. a, a sister wife. It's a power Yo, of love. Before we continue, I just want to say, I, I'm telling you guys right now, you better video log this shit. Video log it. The series finale will be one of the most disappointing episodes to any of you. I guarantee it. There's going to be so much outcry. Why did they do this? Why did Daenerys do this? Why did Jon Snow fuck the fucking wolf? Some shit. <laughs> Some shit's going to go down. And none of y'all well, gonna like it, and there's gonna be a massive outcry. I will I bet like, my I life like and dignity mate. on it. I like no, you, well, mate. Well, Adrian, we've learned over the past few months your opinion doesn't matter. We've learned that. So <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's Tia and all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry to Tia and Brittany. Sorry to Tia and Brittany. What? <laughs> I feel like I just missed. I I don't know what I just missed. I was was sitting here listening to everything, but my brain blanked out. Because Um, you didn't want to hear the blasphemy Ryan was talking about. I don't know. Kanan told me some shit that if it's true, it is definitely going to piss a lot of people off. It really. Can I hear? Because I don't give enough of a crap. Say it to me. I'm not going to tell you right now because I'm not going to spoil it for AJ and Brittany. Oh, I want to ruin so. it for AJ. Brittany, I don't want to ruin it for Br- AJ, I want to ruin it for Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, right. I, I want, I, I want, yeah, continue. Let's continue. All right, boys. All right. But Ooh, so uh, we, we are on the top ten guilty pleasure movies. Ryan, you get the next spot. All right, all right. I think no. I think AZ is gonna agree with me on this one if if he's as much of a nerd as he says he is. Because <laughs> don't so disrespect my nerdum. 
do not disrespect Oh, no, no, nerd. never. Never, sister. I would never disrespect your sister. I mean, your, your nerd, sister. I got that all mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> coming in at the top four or five, I lost track, is the 1994 Power Rangers movie. Yes! Oh, yes. Yeah, I <laughs> see, 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 I didn't even like it. I didn't even like it. Bro, this movie is bomb. Get out of here. The, I, okay, the story's kind of shit, but it's fine. It makes no sense that they have to go into the jungle and find their animal selves. It makes no sense, but it's fine. This movie Power is so Rangers. cheesy. Who gives a shit about the Dude, plot? Bro, Power, Rangers. Power Rangers. Bro, Power Rangers is just fire in general. And the fact they got an hour and, like, 30-minute high-budget movie on this, bro, their their outfits look clean as fuck, first of all. I was looking at them, and I'm like, ooh, damn, daddy, they put the budget in the suits? Fuck yeah. The only problem is they were barely in the suits. They were in the suit for maybe the first half and the third half. The second half, they went on, like, some animal spiritual journey with some other woman. I don't know what the fuck was going on. They were definitely taking some ecstasy at some t- point in this film. But that's not the point. Dude, Ivan Ooze, how can you forget him? One of the best villains IRL. This dude had like a dildo strapped to his chin, and he would twirl it. It was, it was super weird. It was like one of those alien ones you see at a sex shop. But that's not the they point. They copied so Apocalypse Ooze, by the way. I'm just pointing that oh, out. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. Apocalypse didn't look like I was when he first came to the trailer first. Dude, this movie is so fucking fire. I mean, it was just Apocalypse confirmed, bro. It's confirmed. Dude, Power Rangers versus I the News slash Apocalypse. Dude, fucking team up movie right there, AJ. We just thought of it. The Power Rangers and the X-Men come together to learn that I the News and Apocalypse are the same person and they come together to fight Apocalypse, and if it's the Oscar Isaac Apocalypse, the movie's gonna suck! But that's not the point. Power Rangers is just that good. It's morphing about that iconic saying. It's, it's morphing time. It's morphing. Yeah, it sounds like a weird sex position, but it's fine. It works. And yes, I think I'm the only one who doesn't like Tommy as much as everyone else. I was more I of the Blue Tommy. Ranger kind of a guy. Tommy, Tommy was a good guy, but he ain't no James Charles Till tea spiller, first of all. Not the point, though. We got Kimberly. Mm, bless her soul. That was my, my woman crush Wednesday, every Wednesday, for 19 motherfucking years. Woo! Still is. And then we got... Excuse you. Still yeah, is. Still is. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm 19, so I got 19 years, so it's still continuing. I'm sorry, I'm not 27 like you. I'm sorry. Obviously, I think you're 27. What are you, like 23? Nope, you're wrong. 21? I'm older than AJ. Go on to Billy. Go on to Billy. Keep talking. You 30? I'm 22. What the fuck? Anyway, (laughs) back to Power Rangers. Power Rangers is the best guilty pleasure movie ever. The first fight scene in the construction yard, bro. Shittiest choreography makes the best choreography. Don't at me on Twitter now that I got a new Twitter and I got no followers, but that's not the point. <laughs> Woo! Favorite movie ever. Mom and Dad, please stop fighting. 
Well, this is uh, all certainly just eye-opening. Um, uh, AJ, <laughs> since you guys have been going back and forth, AJ, you want to uh, shed light on your opinions on Ryan's pick? I mean, everything he said is 100% my opinion, so I don't know what I can contribute to this. Amazing conversation, other than, uh, oh, my God, not what I got to tell off. Um, What's the name? Aisha, I, um, the Yellow Ranger. Oh, is I hate Aisha. On par, um, par, is on par with Kimberly as for Women Crush Wednesday all day, every day. What? So, Get that out is, of here. That is all I have to say. Damn, bro. Uh, well, then. Um, <laughs> Uh, Brittany, what are, have you seen this uh, this Power Rangers movie? Yeah, well, of course. Okay, uh, this movie. Yeah. Me, yeah. Dakota, my uh, yeah, my big brother. We wa- watched it so many times that it ended up like ruining our VCR t- t- player because it uh it it ended up like eating the tape up into it to the point where my parents had a yard sale so that we could buy another one, like a whole other set of it. So yes, I, I have seen this movie a lot. I actually rewatched it the other day because it's on Netflix. And yeah, it is. It is. Whoa, yo, hold on. Yeah. I'm doing my laptop. I was about to get my tea. Hold up, yo, motherfuckers, I'm coming. Oh my god! <laughs> At least the last time I checked, it is on Netflix. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and it, 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 it's a beautiful movie, I will admit. I am a little overstimulated right now from all the screaming and yelling about how much Ryan loves this fucking movie. Uh, I, but, you know, I wish I was that happy about anything in life, so you know what? Good on you. <laughs> but, Mighty Morphin but, Power Rangers, the movie. You lied to me, Brittany. It's not here. I watched it on there like a couple of weeks ago. They must have taken it off. Motherfucker! James Charles! <laughs> Alright, so I'm yeah, going to ask you I'm going to ask you guys since uh, this was obviously a beloved movie of yours, what are, and I'll start with Ryan since he's just so excited right now, what were your thoughts on the most recent Power Rangers movie? Well, I liked it. Yeah, it was kind of slow, and they didn't do, like, too many Power Rangers things. But I'm pretty sure they even confirmed a sequel for the movie. But I enjoyed it. I thought the movie was really well casted. I like how they made the Blue Ranger, like, on the Spectrum 2. Like I said, the cast was good. Dude, the suits were so badass. I don't know why everyone hated them. And, yeah, yeah, Rita Repulsa could get that reader or dick or something, you know, that was a bad that was a bad term. I'm sorry. But yeah, I and they yes, they did ruin Goldar a little bit because they made him a giant gold piece of shit dumbass. Okay. But Goldar was always kind of a dumbass. Let's get real that could talk. But other than that, I thought the movie was really good. And dude, the Pink Ranger fuck, what's her name? She's in the new Aladdin movie. She plays Jasmine. Kimberly. Dude, she's my Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah. Dude, she that's my girlfriend right there. She looks so good. And Becky her G. Name. I only Scott. It doesn't matter. You don't need She's to remember Aladdin. the name. And by the way, y'all watch out for my Aladdin review on Wednesday. So just just in case y'all want to know, watch out for my Aladdin review. Not the point. 
But the, the new one was really good, and it came out right after my birthday, so you know it was just meant to be. You know it was meant to be. You get, like, that little tingling feeling in the back of your buttocks. Yeah, that, that's what you know it was meant to be. That's how I felt. And I can't wait for them to make a sequel. And, dude, Brian fucking Cranston was Zordon. How do you not like that? Dude, get out of here. This movie was a lot better than what people said it was. Yes, I'll agree. It was kind of slow and not too much action. But it's a fucking origin movie. Stop acting like James Charles and get up, man. Deal with it. I'm so oh, done with that. <laughs> uh, AJ, what were your thoughts on the latest Power Rangers movie? I thought the latest Power Rangers movie was perfect. Like, for, for a Power Ranger movie, it was like 100 out of 100 for me. Um, sure, Ryan already sure, mentioned sure, yeah. um, Brian Cranston as Zordon. Beautiful. Um, all the Rangers, um, the character interactions between all of them from when they first meet, so the conversation by the fire pit, it was greatness. Um, the action um, choreography were amazing. I loved the overdramatic. Just, it just felt like the um, cartoon version of Power Rangers. So, I, the, yeah. Oh, and the, um, the score. I love the score. 100%. Yes, um, the score. I literally have nothing wrong to say about the movie at all. So, yeah. See, that's just, I thought that people dislike the recent Power Rangers movie, so I must be uh, mistaken about that. But I've actually never seen the recent Power Rangers movie, so my bad, guys. Get my out, bad. Asshole. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, and when they when they go to um when they start to form the Zords on um, Zoids. I, I love, uh, yes, everything was just CGI. Oh, the movie was really funny, Better. too. I thought it was huh? way funnier than people thought it was. It was. Oh, yeah. I thought the movie hilarious. was really funny. And it, it felt, I, I was the only one, like, dying in the theater. No one else was laughing. I'm like, bro, this is fucking great. What are you talking about? Oh, my about? whole theater was dying when I first watched it. My whole Dude, no one in my dying. theater was laughing. I was the only one laughing. It was either that or, like, people were like, like a little chuckle, but dude, I was bawling in the theater. I don't know why. I thought it was funny. Also, Bill Hader as um, crap, Alfalfa. Alpha. Oh yes, Bill Hader was yes. fucking the little robot. Uh huh. Yeah. Dude, that's great. The movie's just fantastic. Fucking great, dude. Ten out of ten Power Rangers movie, but doesn't beat the '94 Power Rangers movie because it was so cheesy. Yeah, yeah I, I love think the that, cheesiness. Uh, I think that, like, the oh, original well, Power Rangers movies definitely uh, solidified their history in cheesiness. But, um, all right, so you guys definitely geeked out about that. We're going to move on here and give the uh, number two slot over to AJ. All right, my number two spot is going to be Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Oh, fucking movie. <laughs> Yes, I know everybody loves to hate on the movie. I actually like to hate on the movie too at times, but you cannot you cannot argue that the Phantom Menace has the best score, um, one of the best fight sequences with Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Darth Maul. Um, yes, you had the some people actually like the pirate racing scene, but I didn't. The CGI looks terrible in that. 
But <laughs> but other than that, I think like there's moments in um Phantom Menace that actually works, especially since I've seen the Clone Wars um um animated series like a hundred times. I feel like um the Phantom Menace has like more of an arc for me at least. The Phantom Menace and what? Not we're not even gonna talk about Attack of the Clones. And um Revenge of the Sith. They have like for me it has like a better overarching story because of that animated series. So I know people like to hate on the the um prequels but is I love to watch the the trilogy. I will say, AJ, um, I didn't real so I didn't realize until like later on, like obviously in the recent years, that there's so much hate for the prequel movies. I really liked them when they came out. Granted, like the second and third one kind of got a little funky, especially like the third one, and then when you like realize like that Anakin is pretty much like with a woman who knew him when he was a child. But we're going to brush past, I guess, all of that. Uh, um, I really liked The Phantom Menace. I thought it was great. Uh, That freaking race scene was awesome. Like, I still think that it, like, was one of the best in the Star Wars, like, you know, franchise. I really enjoyed that shit. The fact, I hated that, like, Darth Maul had such a small, like, story as he did because I thought he was pretty rad. I like I the Phantom Menace. I would say he would have came back in like the second one, but that's, yeah, like that's, that. You know. That would have been cool. It really would have. Um, I don't think that the uh, prequel should get as much hate as they honestly did. I really like the Phantom Menace. I really like that. And there's been like rumors that maybe Anakin will like, I don't know, show up in, like, the next Star Wars movie, probably not going to happen, but I'm like, yo, like, stop pretending that the prequels never existed, they weren't as bad, don't let Jar Jar Binks ruin this, these three movies, no, like, Jar, you guys Jar, need to Jar stop. Binks. You know, it, honestly, honestly, I really feel like all the hate for the, the prequel movies comes from his character, and it's like, can you, like, look over that and just actually watch the movies. So that's my opinion on it. I like these movies. I like this pick. Um, Brittany, I'm going to start with you. Did you watch uh, The Phantom Menace? Oh, which, hang on, by the way, before I go to you, Brittany, uh, AJ, I love The Clone Wars. Those are great. Those are, like, really great. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best animated shows. It's on par with Batman animated series, X-Men animated series. Uh, What else? Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's it's one of the best um, cartoons out there right now, and it still is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Brittany, did you ever see The Phantom Menace? I was say I've, I had watched it at some point, but I haven't watched it since like I was like an infant, but not really an infant, but like since I was like whenever <laughs> it very first came out. So that's where it's like hard for me to say like, could I enjoy the Star Wars movies? Uh, I almost joked and went that you know Star Trek's better, but just joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been a very, very long time since I've seen that movie, and it's like I definitely get where it comes from guilty pleasure because you know how y'all said like the prequel movies get get crapped on a lot every time. I'm like, oh, let me see like you know top ten 
you know, which they can't really do a top ten, but, like, we're Star Wars movies, or, like, our list of it, and it's always the prequel movies first, and I'm like, oh, but that's sad. Well, like, when the first prequel, when Phantom Menace first came out, that shit was everywhere. I went to that with my dad. Uh, if you went to any arcade, they had uh, video games based on the race. With like that shit was everywhere. I mean, it was certainly profitable. So it's not like they didn't sell shit. Um, I just think it was that... popular. The Phantom Menace was popular. Like actually, mm-hmm. all the prequels were popular with like the general public. But it was like the fandom that like tore down for no good reason. I'm. I would say that the execution of the prequels was terrible, and some of the acting was terrible. But other than I that, I thought it was perfectly good. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I certainly prefer them to. And this is going to get some hate, and I don't care. I prefer that. I prefer them to what they're doing right now with Star Wars. I did not. That I disagree with. The prequels are definitely the worst out of all the Star Wars, but uh, yeah, I still I still like to watch them. Ryan, what are your uh, opinions on the Phantom Menace? Without, the, I'm gonna now put in a rule without mentioning James Charles. I wasn't gonna mention James that, Charles. I wasn't gonna mention I'm, James Charles. Because I'm pretty sure that if we keep mentioning his name, he's gonna like sue for like copyright or something because he just wants more money. So let's I'll stop mentioning. He's gonna name. need it. <laughs> uh oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some hate right now. He's gonna listen to this, and uh, you know I'm gonna get like a letter from his agent or something like that. You have slandered our. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Ryan. Oh, uh, so I had the very awesome pleasure to watch the episodes in order when I was younger. Since I'm a little bitch, I didn't know that uh, episode four through six came up before episode one through three. So I watched one, two, three, four, five, six in that order. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why did the production get so bad in episodes four through six? <laughs> compared to the first yeah. And then I realized, I'm like, Oh, shit, I'm just an idiot. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> Phantom Menace is still not the worst one out of all of them. Uh, third worst one. The top three worst in order. Number one is, um, I think the second one in episode two was Clone Wars, right? Was it? Yeah. Was the second one Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Clone Wars, The Last Jedi, then Phantom Menace. I still think it's The Last Jedi is worse than Phantom Menace. Because I'm not going to get into that. We, we did that in Geeks vs. the Grain a few weeks ago. I'm not going to get back into this. But all I'm going to say is Qui-Gon Jinn is a badass name, first of all. And it's played by Liam fucking Neeson. Just let that sit in the back of your head. Now, yeah, the CGI was pretty awful. And they really used the shit out of a green screen a little too much in this movie. But Thank honestly... Megan, that it was like in 2001, too, though. So yeah, it was, it was 2001 before, like, when it first came out. So you can't really blame them for wanting to use this newfound technology and seeing what it can do. And it didn't have the best results, uh, as we can see. But honestly, The Phantom Menace is pretty decent. Yeah, it is kind of pretty boring, and it's got fucking 
Chewbacca Jar Jar Banks looking ass motherfucker in it. And I'm not gonna mention his name. I was just about to mention his name. But Oh no, the lightsaber fights. Well, the third act was really good between um Qui Gon Jinn and what's them call it? Darth Maul, that whole three person fight. I thought that was a really cool fight. I like and I like how um what's them call it? If you, I don't remember if you guys remember the scene when they were fighting, Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul were being separated by these like fucking what's them call it? These electrified walls. I don't know if they were electrified or they were like heat heat advisors or something. And every time they were, yeah, electrified. You know what scene I'm talking about? And each person was being trapped off by a door. I thought that was a really cool scene. And then when they came to the final dun 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 dun, dun best fucking soundtrack too. The the Doing song the at face. the end of the movie was so good. Everything. Doing the face is the yeah. best score out of any. I've ever heard. Yeah, episode one has one of the best scores, I think. But yeah, that's my opinion. Without mentioning Shane himself. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a great uh, pick, AJ, honestly, just because I'm sure that it's one of those things where people are going to have their opinions either way on it, but you can't deny that the prequels start off with, you know, a good episode. Um, as Ryan said, you had Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn in it. Darth Maul was awesome. The soundtrack was good. I liked the fighting scenes. I liked uh, how they kind of, I liked all of when they went to, like, the cities and everything. The, what you want to call it? The production of, like, the world I thought was really good. So, it you know, honestly, I haven't watched these in years, but talking about it actually makes me want to go back and watch, like, The Phantom Menace. So, uh, yeah, great pick, AJ. Really like it. Uh, I can't believe we're down to the bottom of this list right now. But before we get to the number one, as I always do, I'm going to read off our picks for the top ten guilty pleasure films. We got number ten as the Resident Evil franchise. We got nine as Transformers 1. Eight is the 2014 version of Robocop. Number seven is Titanic. Number six is Cat in the Hat. Number five is The Resident. Number four is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Number three is the 1994 Power Rangers movie. Number two is Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And Brittany, you have the number one slot. Tell me what you got. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So I don't know if the guys have seen this movie. Not to be like, but I know T has seen this movie. But I freaking love Pretty Woman, and oh, I I, don't, <laughs> I love Pretty Woman. Have either of you guys seen Pretty Woman? No. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Let me explain. It's this movie from 1990 with uh. Was it? What's his name? It's like Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Gear. That's what it's like. And uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Either way, it's the Emma story Robert. about. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'll shut up. What do you say? Okay. I okay. I didn't hear anything. Julia said. Roberts. That's the name. Got it. Sorry. I was saying about it. Julia Roberts. Got it. Julia Roberts. <laughs> 
I'm okay. So basically, it's the story about this girl who is a prostitute or a hooker, whatever you want to call her. And well, it starts out with this movie about uh, his name is Edward. He's this businessman, and I, he's like going through a breakup, and he's just trying to find his way to Beverly Hills. And well, he pulls off to like because he's having trouble with a stick shift, and inadvertently picks up a hooker that's going to give him directions. Well, he ends up though he pays for her for the night, and she ends up you know coming back with them. And it's just this like love story, but it's like a slow burn where he's like really intrigued by her, and he like ends up paying her for like a week to like stay and basically pretend to be like his date for things. But at first, like she's like dressed you know like a hooker, so everybody at this really nice hotel is like, oh my god, what's going on? Because it's this hotel. And even the hotel manager ends up, like, befriending her because at first he's like, oh, you know, I get that you're with your quote-unquote uncle, but I hope that we never see you again after this. Like, basically, like, do not come back. But it has so many great scenes, and it's just a slow burn of, like, him realizing, like, it, it is like at first you're like, oh, you know, a rich man rescues a prostitute and like puts her in a better home and stuff. Because at the end, he like he doesn't end up like saying like outwardly like, oh, I love you, I want you to come back to New York with me because this takes place in L.A. And he uh, and he's like, but I'm gonna put you up in a really nice condo, you know, I'm gonna basically get you on your feet and I'll come visit and. And at first you're like, oh, you know, she should jump on that offer. She's just a hooker, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is the story where she's, like, showing him, like, I'm not just a hooker. You know, I had hopes and dreams. You know, this isn't the life I wanted for myself. And ends up turning it down where she's like, no, you know, you taught me I wanted more from life. So at the end, and she's just sitting there, and she's about to go to Seattle. She's going to go. She never finished high school because it's 1990, you know. And so she's like, I'm going to finish high school. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go make big things for myself. And at the end, and he comes back, and he's afraid of heights, and he climbs this ladder to her. And it's just like, it's such a good movie. I cry every time I watch it because it's so romantic. But it's just her, like, trying to, like, I'm not just a hooker. I have a life, and and yeah, I love Pretty Woman. It's so funny that you mentioned this movie because you were just telling me about it the other day, um, and it's been a really long time since I've seen Pretty Woman. Uh, you know, all right, so this is the thing, Brittany, I'll be real honest with you. I do not particularly like Julia Roberts, so that's I kind don't of like, either, but I love uh, Richard, whatever his last name is, even though that sounds Richard, like Richard Gere. Uh, yeah, but, I love him. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, the movie is super popular. Uh, it, you know, everyone knows the scene where she goes back to the, uh, whatchamacallit, the clothing store after she's become a high-class person, and she kind of says to them, like, oh, you refused my business before when you thought that I was just a skank, but now I'm here. And she's like, big mistake, big. Big. You know, and every, yeah, and every, you know, one has their moment where they want to be, like, pretty woman in that moment. So 
I can see where this is definitely a guilty pleasure. It's one of those movies that, like, every girl has seen at least once because it's like, oh, you know, definitely uh, romanticizes the whole, you know, just wanting, I guess, uh, a guy to swoop in and save you or something like that, you know, that is in Pretty Woman. So, but, yeah. She saves him. She saves him. It's not just a... It's not just a romantic, like, oh, rags to riches. It's like, she, he, he's just as bad. He's just, like, she rescues him. It's so good. It's so good. It's easy to do that when the guy's offering you, like, his whole estate because he's wealthy as fuck. Um, I know, he pays for, like, $3,000 for the week. And then I did the, like, I did the inflation calculator. It was, like, 5000 and something. And I was like, shit, for a week of work where he's buying you outfits? I mean, okay, because they only sleep together, like, three times in that whole week. So, you know, easy money. It's every lazy person's dream. Um, anyway, <laughs> Uh, AJ, I feel like you might have seen Pretty Woman only because your girlfriend may have forced you to see Pretty Woman. So I don't know. Where is? Have you seen it? Has your girl? Does your girlfriend like it? Tell us about it. If I've seen it, I, then I don't remember it. I don't remember anything that happened. So I probably haven't seen it. Yeah, it's one of the things that I haven't seen it in like a really long time, but I definitely have. Um, and it's certainly one of like Julia Roberts most iconic movies that kind of solidified her even more as like an actress that everyone wanted in the movies. I forget if it's this movie or another Richard Gere movie that apparently like the two of them hated each other or something like that in real life. Although now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was um oh god, that one Richard Gere movie where he's like a soldier or something like that captain something something i don't know i don't know but uh ryan i know that you're busy over there as you commented in our group message but have you ever seen pretty woman yeah i watched it when i was 12 with my grandmother really <laughs> dude movie yeah yeah it was it was interesting man i don't know i don't like julia roberts now but yo if I was like twenty back when this movie came out, I would have had a crush on this motherfucker. I don't really remember the movie too much, but Richard Gre- Richard Greer or Gear, however you want to pronounce it, is my man. I thought he was Greer, but who the fuck cares? His parents screwed up his life with that last name. But yeah, I don't really remember much of this movie. I just remember I watched it when I was like twelve with my grandmother. That's it. <laughs> Your grandma's a smart lady. Yeah. I, I learned about strippers back in the old days. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. My mom always told me. We have a little bit of time right now, and I figure that we can probably go through some honorable mentions. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, AJ. Are there some on your list that you didn't get to uh, mention while we were kind of doing the top ten? Uh, I'm going to say Underworld. Underworld was one of the picks that I have. Um, I just like, for Underworld, I just like the mythology of the whole universe, and I think the problem was more of the execution. That's the reason why people didn't like it, but uh, the, I, what is it called? 
Yeah, so the plot and every, everything or, like, the the way they try to describe the world and all that, I like. So I was just Underworld 4, one of my guilty movie pleasures. Also, um, Step Up 2, I really love really <laughs> that movie, especially the um, final dance, dance scene with, um, how was his name, Moose. Was dancing in the rain. Oh my goodness! It, it still gives me chills for that movie. <laughs> and also, I would I'm, say Fantastic Four as well. Oh my God, AJ! <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Wait, the original, right? Not the 2015, right? Right? No, 2005. Okay. Oh my God! I literally like as soon as you, I thought you were done, and I was like, okay, so mine's gonna be, and then you're like Fantastic Four, and I'm like, yes, guilty pleasure. <laughs> is the original Fantastic Four. I do not care how many people hate on that movie. I love it. Like, I'm sorry. There's something, like, so, like, endearing about, like, Marvel movies before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was established. And seeing, seeing, like, Chris Evans, like, as this, like, playboy, like, jokester, like, kind of guy. I loved it. Um, yeah, the, two, the 2005 Fantastic Four, I would definitely watch that again. I loved it. No, 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 no. You guys big bugging. You guys don't know what you're talking about. The ultimate well, Fantastic Four movie is the 1994 version or six. One of the, the one that came out in the 90s. That is the old. We don't mention that one. That one's god awful. I mentioned it though. I mentioned it. Just like Kylie Berry's Catwoman, we never mentioned. So, (laughs) yeah. At least she looked hot in the outfit. I just want to say this. If we get Holly Berry as Catwoman, I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Wait, has (laughs) anyone seen John Wick 3 yet? Huh? Has anyone seen John Wick 3 yet? No, no, yet. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I was going to ask how Halle Berry was, because I'm seeing it tonight later. Motherfucker. Um, I'm hearing good things about it. So, Halle Berry, there's nothing wrong with her. That movie, Catwoman, was just awful. But you know what? As uh, AJ said, they wanted to give her another chance. Again, like they did. People are thinking that that's not, like, possible. Like, look at Ryan Reynolds. He did a god-awful yeah. version of Deadpool in Wolverine Origins. And Green Lantern. What did you say? Yeah, he did. Atlanta. He did two really bad superhero movies, not right. just one. And, and now the motherfucker's coming back. Exactly. Like, so if they wanted to give like you know freaking Holly Berry a chance, fine. By the way, now that we're on that subject, really quick, did you guys see that um, Keanu Reeves said that he wouldn't mind playing Constantine again? What are yeah, your I'm all for that. I love Constantine. I love the it's one of the best movies with yes. I love it. It was so good. Yeah. Like, I was like, listen, Keanu Reeves, he can make anything that he wants. Um, I definitely want to go see the third John Wick. So, but I'll probably, I don't know, it's one of those things, I don't know if I'm going to get to the theater to go see it. I'm going to probably have to wait till it comes out to watch it. But, um, Ryan, did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to throw out there for uh, your Guilty Pleasure movie? Yeah. My, guilt, my ultimate Guilty Pleasure movie is the James Charles apology video. Uh, <laughs> I knew, like, I knew actually that, like, I was going to get it. I was like, oh, oh. Get it over <laughs> with. 
We're going to have to find uh, another thing for Ryan to obsess with next podcast that we do. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, did you have any uh, guilty pleasure movies that you haven't mentioned? Uh, I was between, uh, so it's like, you know, I love Lawless. Because I used to just watch it on repeat and leave it up on Netflix because of, you know, the Tom Hardy obsession. And then also, I really love, like, 80s montage-like type movies. So I, I was, I was like, Rocky, I can put on at any point the first one and just, like, watch it a million times over, like, obsessed. And then I also love Karate Kid. Anything with, like, a montage, I need it. <laughs> Wait, 2010 Jackie Chan Karate Kid? No, old Jack, and I, not old Jackie Chan, the old first Jack- Karate Kid. No, has anyone seen Cobra Kai on YouTube Red? I've seen I trailers. A- I want to see it. It's so good. It's so Ryan. good. I love watching it. That's a guilty pleasure should- for me. Fuck James Charles. I was going to say, Ryan, you should talk to Mike because he absolutely loves Cobra Kai. I joked with him that every single freaking podcast that he does, he finds a way to, like, put Cobra Kai in there because he enjoys it so freaking much. It's um, such a good is, show. Like, Which is hilarious that a YouTube video. No, it's insane. I'm not going to mention anything that happened. I'm just going to yeah. say the, the end of season two, I was like, yo, what the fuck? It actually <laughs> made me say, what the fuck out loud. And it's about teenagers. And karate. That's all it is. It's insane. I love the TV show. Oh, dude, it's so good. Miss yeah, Amiyagi. and it's, it's insane that a, that YouTube is producing a show that people are really enjoying because you guys are not the only ones that I've heard, like, rave reviews about with Cobra Kai. So uh, you don't know. I mean, YouTube could slowly be on the rise to be making their own, like, really good original content. Um, I guess another like guilty pleasure mention really quick is I really like the Atomic Blonde. I thought that that was a good a good movie. Uh, movie right. movie was a shittier John Wick. Let's get real. Was a shittier what John Wick. Who should be John Wick? What? Atomic Blonde is a shittier John Wick. But that I, I, I don't like Charlie Theron. I don't like her. Uh, like that I like more. I like Charlize Theron, and I like the Thomas Blonde. I thought it was enjoyable, but you're not the only one who disliked it. Kelly was like, oh, I hated the Thomas Blonde, blah, blah, blah. I went and watched it. I'm like, I can't hate it. I thought it was super enjoyable. But that's just I didn't hate it. I just don't like Charlize Theron. <laughs> that's it. I thought the action was you, – you know the person who directed it was the co-director of John Wick 1, right? Really? That's it. Yeah, so it's so – it's, it's really weird. So the two directors of the first John Wick started out as stunt performers, and then they made John Wick two, John Wick, and then one of them went off to make Atomic Blonde, and then the other one created the next two John Wicks and Deadpool two. So fuck oh, shit. Nice. Boom. The, the more, more you know, know motherfucker. <laughs> the more you know, um, guys. This has been an awesome uh, podcast. I think that we had a great list going on. 
um, my mom was listening and she was like, this is so much fun. And it's like, uh, you know what, that's what happens when we get these rowdy bunch with us. But uh, <laughs> we got boys. <laughs> we got a little bit of time. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us, you know, what's up for you and where can we find you? All right, y'all. What's pop a lacking, shack a lacking, ding a ding dong? It's Ryan, your boy, the mostest. Uh, before you guys can find me on my new Twitter, because Twitter said I was 13 and banned my old account. Now I'm only at 25 followers instead of almost 1,000, because fuck you, Twitter. That's besides the point. Y'all can find me at Ryan again, because, again, I am on Twitter. And, guys, check Geek Vibes Nation for my Aladdin review on Wednesday before it comes out in theaters. I am personally excited for the movie. Not a lot of people are, but, dude, Will Smith is in it, and y'all got me all hooked on the Smitty with the Hitty, so catch me there. Yeah, Ryan has uh, the honor of going to see Aladdin before everyone else, so I think that's super cool that he's getting to see that. And, you know, I may not be particularly excited about it, but who knows, we could all be wrong. And he did an amazing uh, review for Dumbo, so make sure you keep an eye out for his review for Aladdin. Uh, AJ, let us know where we can find you and what we can expect. Um, before I go any further, I always love your Twitter feeds. You get people really engaged, and that's awesome. So just kind of, you know, plug yourself. Okay, well, you can find me at AJ underscore Geeks Vibes. You can always comment on my tweets argue, whatever. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm always on there literally 24-7. Um, on what Ryan was saying, actually, I actually wasn't excited for Aladdin until, like, I actually saw that clip of um, Will Smith doing, um, crap, what was the song called? Well, the Dude, he, it, was good it was a good song. Yeah. He sang it really yeah. well. I'm excited to see. Yeah, him I just like I just like the set of Aladdin in that movie. So I'm I'm starting to get more excited than I've ever been for Aladdin live action. So yeah, yeah, I think that uh, you know what we may all be surprised, and Will Smith is in it. So let's see. People kind of dissed him for being a genie. Uh, I thought it was a good pick. I mean, he's a comedian. He's funny. Who else would you really kind and of he can sing. want to be in that role? And he can sing. So I don't think that that was a bad casting choice at all. We'll see how it goes. Ryan, I'm definitely excited to hear about your review for it. So, uh, Brittany, let us know where we can find you and what you got on the horizon for us. Uh, they uh, always have the same username for everything. So if you're wanting to find me on Instagram or Twitter, it's Brittany underscore Hegel, which the Hegel is H-E-I-G-L-E because sometimes it's hard to find. But uh, I, the Twitch thing, it's like I still want that so badly, but with moving around right now, like having like no Internet access, it's going to be a little postponed. But besides that, you can find me either doing a podcast with Tia or if, just whatever I'm doing on Twitter, which I, I, you know what, Twitter's been weird for me. I, I'm doing that like slow burn of getting used to it because I think I didn't even make a Twitter until we made, went to that supernatural, supernatural convention that one time, and I saw you on Twitter, and I was like, you know what, I want to do that. So yeah, <laughs> get the hang of Twitter. So there we go. <laughs> 
I'll definitely look out for her content and for me. Uh, you can find my articles at gvnation.com. Um, whether I'm doing news or reviews or thought pieces, you can find them all there. Every Sunday we do the top ten. I'm also involved in the Geeks Against the Grain. And I am starting to put out, by the way, in case you guys uh, don't know, uh, as well as Blog Talk and Stitcher, our podcast is now going to be on YouTube. After today, hey. I'm going to start. Our top tens are going to be on YouTube, so make sure you follow Geek Vibes Nation on YouTube and like and share our podcast. That's really exciting. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. And next week, we are going to be doing the top ten best moments from Game of Thrones Season 8. We are going to be focusing on the positives rather than the negatives. Um, but yeah, you guys have. Wait, been can we do both? You know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna like come it. on Let's... just to talk shit though, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I. I'll be the only one talking shit. <laughs> That's gonna be a great idea. We will do the top ten best and worst moments from Game of Thrones season eight. It's gonna be a great episode. Make sure you check out. But. Thank you, Brian, AJ, Brittany, for being involved in today's episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday. And, again, make sure you check us out at Nation, GVN, uh, gvnation.com and all of that. Have a good day. And follow Dave Charles. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.